Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Hanging On By A Thread with me, your mentally ill host, Mia. And yes, I am still sick. Uh, I've been sick for since the last time that we had talked. Um, and I, I think I had already said I'd been sick for a couple days um, before I recorded that episode. Uh, because as we've learned, I cannot get a schedule in to where I do not record the day before it's supposed to go out. Um, and I got busy today, so been delaying getting this recording done, so I'm doing it right now. Uh, so I don't have to do it at like two o'clock in the morning, um, (laughs) before episode's supposed to go out. Um, but I do know what I'm going to talk about for the rest, I think the rest of the time that I'm on break, because I'm currently on break, um, today was, I guess, the, really the last day of finals, um, for me, or tomorrow, when this comes out, um, which will be the the ninth, um, will be the end of finals week uh, for me and uh, my classmates, um, which is good. Uh, it's good that we have a break. Um, definitely needed a break, even though you know I went back to school for a week and uh, stayed home the entire time because I was too sick to go to class. Um, but I think it would be good to not think about school for a little bit, um, and focus on me and my health, uh, cause it's definitely depleting. Um, I got overstressed, um, with a lot of things that were going on. Uh, which is never good because then it affects my health, uh, physically, as you can see. (laughs) But definitely going to focus on not only getting better physically, but working on, uh, getting better or at least getting to a state where I feel better. Um, mentally and emotionally. Um, I also want to work um, on some some projects because uh, I got into a, a mood earlier in the week where I just had all this determination to like figure things out. Um, so I went back, found some some old writings. Uh, that I started some old projects um, that I kind of want to finish because some of them were, you know, in the works and I was really excited about them. Um, I think that they should be good. Um, I'll definitely talk about those more later in the week because I I have uh, two topics that we'll talk about. Um, or, excuse me, 
uh, later on, um, not later in the week, later on I'll talk about, uh, two, two topics, um, it's not the one after this, but it, I think it's the next two after, um, that will go into, into some of my writings, um, and talking about those, um, and just any of the other projects that I'm hoping to work on, um, coming up. Uh, but enough about that. <laughs> um, to get into what the original topic of this uh, particular episode is, which is I've talked a lot <clears throat> about you know past points that I was at um, of like we've talked about like uh, reflection and you know past stories um, that I've told about. Um, you know, my, my, uh, toxic friend group about, you know, my not so great exes. Uh, we've talked about all of that. And, you know, one of the things that I've realized that I haven't talked about, um, which I should have at some point earlier on, um, was knowing when I needed help. Um, and it's saying that it's not just a one-time thing. It's actually, I've had several points, um, throughout, you know, this whole experience of mine, um, to know when I needed help because I've been, you know, dealing with this stuff since, my freshman year of high school. So freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, senior year, first year of, you know, college, second year of college, I'm going on, you know, my sixth year of dealing with things um, that aren't easy. You know, it, it's not even the fact that things keep happening and keep happening. It's a lot of past stuff uh, gets brought back up because, you know, it's stuff that I'm still dealing with because it was so hard to deal with then. Um, and I didn't have the right skill, skills to deal with it when it happened that I'm now dealing with it further down the road. Um, but the, the first time that I realized that I needed help was not even me realizing it, but my parents realizing it. I think it was either the, I want to say it was sometime during my sophomore year, I believe when I first started seeing a counselor. Um, and my counselor is amazing. I absolutely love her. I've been working with her for years. 
Um, she's great. Um, but I just had so much stuff that was going on and I wasn't telling my parents everything. I was trying to deal with it all on my own because that's how I was and still how I am where I feel as though I don't need help and I struggle asking for help and asking for help makes me feel weak. Asking for help makes me um, feel like I'm vulnerable and I can't do anything and it's it's not a good feeling to have um, especially at you know really low points it's never a good feeling to have because then it, ju it just makes it harder and I got to a point where my anxiety was so high, I had passed out at school, um, I was experiencing self-harm, I was having suicidal thoughts, there was just so much that was going on that I didn't know how to react, so I was just reacting to it in any way that I could to try and gain control and try and figure it out, and it just wasn't working. Um, so my parents had me see a counselor. And through seeing that counselor, I had already made a list of everything that had happened. Um, of every event, of every argument, of every you know, problem that I was having. And I, you know, would sit there and I would talk to her about it and I would go through the list and then more things would happen and then that would build on the list and then we'd have to go through more stuff and it was a lot. <laughs> you know, at some point I think I just stopped keeping track. Um because it, it was just too much to keep track of. Um, but I, I think I really started to realize that I needed help during that point. When I was talking about it and I was getting upset and I couldn't, you know, figure out what to do and I remember my counselor asking why I was upset about something. It was something that hadn't, that like wasn't a big deal. It didn't seem like a big deal. And she asked me why I was upset. And I had said, because I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And that's been a constant thing that I've now realized that I've done and I do constantly, which is when I can't figure out what's going on, when I don't know why something's happening, I always revert to figuring out, trying to figure out what I did wrong. 
you know, what I messed up on, what I could have done better instead of realizing that maybe I didn't do anything wrong and it just happened because it happened. Even with my most terrible exes, I tried to figure out what I did wrong, what I was doing that wasn't good enough, that wasn't, you know, perfect enough for them to stay. And that's definitely something that I've had to think about and understand is that sometimes I there was nothing that I could have done right or wrong or anything more than what I was doing. It's just that's what happens. Some people make decisions whether they think they're the right decisions or the bad decisions or if they think they're the right decision at the <laughs> at that time, that's on them. And I can't control that. I can only control how I choose to respond and I choose to react to that. And <laughs> blaming myself isn't the right reaction. Because it doesn't get me anywhere. But I think that realizing that was a step in the right direction for me and still is a a struggle sometimes, but it's definitely a step in the right direction of taking the help that I'm getting and using it. But there there have definitely been other times where I've I've realized that I need help. Which is, again, getting to points where I don't know what to do. Where I've just done everything that I can on my own. I've tried every coping mechanism that I can think of. I've tried distracting myself. I've tried talking it out. I've tried you know, doing anything I can. But sometimes you do get to that point where you realize that you can't do it on your own and that you do need more support than just yourself. So being able to say that I need help, even if I don't physically say it, you know, asking someone if I can talk to them or asking someone if they'll go do something with me so I'm not alone, you know, going, even if it's just going for a walk with that person or, you know, grabbing food or watching a movie or something like that, like that's, that's an easy way of getting help without actually saying that I need help, which I've realized has become easier. 
because in my mind, saying I need help to someone is hard. So having that loophole of just asking if someone can hang out with me or talk with me about something or do something unrelated. Having that, you know, kind of loophole, I guess, has been helpful. And it, it makes me feel better about it. It doesn't make me feel as though I'm asking for help. (laughs) I guess it kind of feels like I'm taking control of the situation in a way. You know, being able to, to do something else than sit in my brain and let, you know, whatever's going on take over and hurt me more I I don't I don't think that I don't think that I'll ever get to a point where I don't think I'll ever get to a point where I just can't like can't ask for anyone's help or can't you know reach out to someone I've gotten to points where I've tried to isolate myself and I've gotten to points where I've tried to shut people out, but I know it only makes it worse and I can't do that because it's, it's a scary thing, you know, It's, it's one of my biggest fears, I think, which is going insane. You know, being alone in my head, alone with, you know, all of the thoughts that I've had, you know, all of the images that I see. I am afraid of that. You know, People talk about being, you know, afraid of ghosts and monsters and spiders and stuff like that, but I'm more afraid of what's in my own head than anything else. Because, you know, how they say, you know, you have control of your mind, you have control of your own mind, you have control over your own actions and everything like that. Which is true, you do, but sometimes we get to that point where we just don't feel like we have that control anymore. Where it just feels like we're going off the rails Like the brakes stop working and 
steering wheel doesn't work anymore. But you're still going and it's getting faster and faster and faster. And you feel like at any moment it's just going to hit something. And that will be it. But the thing is you don't know when it's going to hit something. You don't know when that breaking point is going to arrive. And that's a scary thing. You know, I've gotten to points where... I've started to feel like I was losing it. I couldn't stop crying for no reason. Just crying and laughing and angry. And I was dizzy and I couldn't figure out anything that was going on in my brain. And there were so many voices that were happening. And it was the scariest thing I think I've ever experienced. And that was a point where I realized that I don't like being like that. I don't like not being in control. I don't like feeling like I'm just going to spin out of control and hit something and that's going to be the end. Because I don't, I don't want to get to that point. I don't want to feel like that. And that's the biggest point that I've ever gotten to where I realized that I need help. I need to take medication. I need to talk to more people. I need to have a support system. I need to let my family in and talk to them. I need... You know, to, to be honest with myself that I'm not okay. That my brain isn't a happy place. That my feelings aren't normal. <laughs> It sucks to say that you're a person that's been through traumatic events. It sucks to say that you're a person that relies on medication to feel normal. It sucks to say that you can get to points where all you can hear is voices in your head yelling at you over and over again that it's your fault. And that you deserve where you are and that, you know, this wouldn't have happened if you had just done this and call you a failure and a disappointment over and over again and call you a burden and tell you that no one likes you. It sucks to have to be like that. But that's why I started the podcast. That's why I wrote stories. 
because I didn't want people to feel alone. And talking about this and writing about it and being vulnerable about it is hard and it's scary. But I know that if someone out there understands how it feels or can relate to what goes on inside my head or can relate to the things that I've been through even if it's just a little bit that there's a bond there you know you're not as alone as you think you are This is definitely one of the more vulnerable episodes I've done. But when I started, I didn't ever think of holding back or not being completely open and honest about who I am and what I deal with. It's not some big secret. It's not anything I choose to hide or want to hide. I want to be as open and honest as I can. So if that means sitting on my closet floor in near tears talking about what goes on inside my head and so be it. (laughs) I think that's that's enough for today's episode um so yeah to to close out today it's it's okay to ask for help and you don't have to do it directly you know asking someone to watch a movie with you or you know have a phone call with you or go to lunch whether it be a friend or a parent or a sibling or anything like that. You know, and also it's okay to not feel okay. But it's not okay to not deal with it. It's not okay 
to pretend like it doesn't exist. Because it does. And dealing with it as soon as you can is going to help you so much more than trying to pretend like it's not there. Trust me on that. Anyway. As always, remember to hang in there, even if it's just by a thread. <laughs>